Hey, Angela here. Before we begin this episode, I'd like to invite you to join our Substack community, where you'll get more founder profiles, exclusive behind-the-scenes content, first access to all my original work, and access to our community group chat. All you have to do is click the link in the description. I love and appreciate your support. It's awesome to see all your comments, email responses, and reactions. I'm happy to share this journey with you. Thanks for tuning in. So I'm always talking about disparities in communities and African-Americans. We have a huge, huge disparity when it comes to food, whether it's food deserts, just the diet we eat just yes. culturally and historically, which is a whole nother topic that I can right, go into, right. but, but, um, <laughs> but I'll spare it for today. You're listening to Honey and Hustle, a video podcast that inspires the dreamers, creators, and hustlers to make a business from their passions. I'm Angela Hollowell, and I'm a visual storyteller based in Durham, North Carolina. I sit down with creative entrepreneurs, nonprofit founders, and small business owners as they share their stories, the lessons they've learned throughout their careers, and how they've worked to make a positive impact. Hey everyone, I am joined here today with Kiera and Margot of Blend of Soul. They are two incredible women making really healthy foods accessible here in North Carolina, especially in Durham, where I live. So that's always best, but I think they're going to be expanding really soon. So they might be coming to a city near you. Stay tuned for that. Margo, Kira, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you so much for having us. Hi. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. So we're just going to jump right in. For people who don't know, Blend of Soul is currently right now focused on press juices, a lot of fruits, a lot of vegetables, a lot of great things for you that you can grab and go and get delivered right to your doorstep. Margot, Kira, do you guys want to tell me a little bit about your backgrounds and just like relationship with food and how Blend of Soul really came to be as this joint project that you guys have going? That's always my favorite question. I think that's why she's always like, go ahead. The base of how we started we really went to a local food hall and we noticed that there were not really healthy options. I really wanted a smoothie. That's how it really kind of started with my food. And I was like, oh, I would love to have a smoothie. Let me walk around and find a smoothie. And she's like, babe, I don't think they have a smoothie. And I'm like, what? And I like walked around the entire food hall, no smoothies, no healthy options. So we left and we were riding down 40 listening to Beyonce and Jay-Z for inspiration. And we literally were just listening to music. And I was like, why don't we make our own cold press juices? Why don't we change that? Like, why don't we, you know, and when we started, we didn't know of any um, Black-owned, especially Black female-owned juice companies. And now, obviously, now we see a lot of it now. But then when we started late 2019, we really didn't see anything. We Saw maybe a couple, but not like enough to like to pave the way, right? So we decided that we wanted to have our own cold pressed juices. We were like, you know what? We're going to like try it. We're going to see what happens. I'm the risk taker of the relationship slash business partnership. So she's looking at me like, you got to be, you're crazy, right? Like there's no way we're going to be able to do that. And I don't like no. So I'm like, well, <laughs> technically, like we're going to do it. I think it's going to be great. And it's all about confidence. It's all about understanding the backstory, the history that we have with food, our culture. So in the Black community, food, 
I'm a nurse, so I'm always in a public health double dual degree. So I'm always talking about disparities in communities and African-Americans, we have a huge, huge disparity when it comes to food, whether it's food deserts, just the diet we eat just yes. culturally and historically, which is a whole nother topic that I can right, go into, right. but, but, um, <laughs> but I'll spare it for today. But that is really the core of why we kept moving with it, even during the downfalls, even during the constant no's, even during all those things, like we really were like, you know what, we're going to do it and we're going to stand out. Like we're not going to, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it right. right. And we're going to do it well. Mm -hmm. And so we did our research. I have my background and my degrees. Like I did my research there. Margo's amazing. She's a phenomenal, I call her a chef, but you're self-taught, but she curates and creates amazing. She's an amazing creator. So together we really put our heads together and just blend of soul was created. We took pieces of our soulful roots. So I always think about my mom cooking on Sunday, listen to Anita Baker and Mary J. Blige and uh, Gladys Knight. Yeah, like it makes me think of that. And when I'm at Sunday mornings, like hearing that. And so our brand and our juice names come from that, from culture, from roots. And that's what we always want to keep and tap into. And so our relationship with food, it's up and down, right? Like at one moment you're like, oh, this is good. And we're foodies. So we love to eat, but it's all about what we're putting into our bodies that make it and zeroing in on those foundational elements is really, really key. And that's exactly what we talk about with educating about Jesus. So it's a full circle moment. So I love it. it Yeah, so we're definitely going to dive into that creativity part of it here in a second because I'm liking the shirts. I'm like, I'm liking the vibe. But just really quick, going back to kind of the disparities element of Black people in our relationship with food here in America, one of the things that you guys did to kind of reach people where they were was go to these pop-up markets, one of which being the Black Farmers Market, which for people who are not in the triangle, the Black Farmers Market every two weeks alternates between Durham and Raleigh, a location in Durham and a location in Raleigh. And it goes throughout kind of the spring and fall season. I love going there for fresh fruits and vegetables, but also you can get things like blend of salt, so the pressed juices and things that they have as well. So can you talk to me about how you guys are really just trying to not only create something unique and fill a gap that you saw in the market, but also meet people where they're at? Because accessibility is really a big thing. It may be, you know, easy for people to get to a Durham food hall or a Morgan Street food hall or something like that. But during the pandemic, people weren't going to places like that. That's just the reality. So how are you getting the juices to people's doorstep? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So pretty much how we try our best to offset the disparities in the community and things of that nature. Um, during this time, we donated a lot, a lot of our product. Um, yeah, we did. We did. Sure Especially did. during the time. Do you remember? I think it was back when like the... You remember, like, everybody was on strike. It's like, no, like, people weren't getting paid. The bus drivers were on strike. The cafeteria workers were on strike and things oh, of that nature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly what month it was, but there were local communities, local schools, daycares, yep. things of that nature, even just in the community we lived in. You know, mm-hmm. um, parents were, hey, my kid won't be able to get lunch or my kid won't be able to do this, my kid won't be able to do that. So as a community, we teamed up with different partners and we were able to provide at least, even not maybe two or three days worth, but even at least a day's worth 
of food mm-hmm. for, you know, a child or food for a teenager or whatever, school age children, mm-hmm. because that is important. How can you go to school and focus if you're hungry? Yep. You can't do that, right? That's why they tell you during the state mandated test that we used to have to take with the EOGs, EOCs, or whatever they're called. Yeah. Yeah. They always used to tell you, hey, make sure you eat something light before you at least eat something before you take the test. Because if you don't, you're not going to be able to focus and you're not going to be able to perform and do your best. And it's the exact same way. Take away the actual state mandated Mm -hmm. test. It's the exact same way for school. It's the exact same way for learning. So that was one of the ways. Another thing was when we do, when we were able to pop up at the markets that weren't closed during the pandemic, um, some of the markets accepted uh, SNAP and EBT or SNAP, I think is what it's called. Yeah, yeah, and WIC or something like that. So that was that was actually a big help, especially for the Black and Brown community. I can't begin to tell you how many people once they saw that sign at whatever market we had, once they saw that sign. And we explained the process and they were like, oh, okay. They were actually able to purchase more because they didn't have to use their own money. So they were so nope. excited. They, yeah, they oh were excited gosh. because they, they so you know, they're like, you know, I can't afford it, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, okay, well, let's, let's see how this works. And it worked out very fine. Oh, so moving forward, we're actually researching on how we can possibly take that to our food truck in the future like mm-hmm. i think that would be an added thing because nobody does that you know what i'm saying nobody yeah. does that and i think that's the key too with the access piece like the black farmers market gave us the start the right. beginning of it like we had this idea we were like we're gonna pop up there see what how it, see goes. How it goes and it went well because people were at these markets they were hot because we started with May yeah, of that time. Yes. So right. it was hot. So that played into our favor because now they came to the our tent. And then we were able to kind of educate a little more, especially when people were asking us questions. Um, a lot of people did not know what a cold pressed juice was, especially our community, the black community. They never heard of it. Or they're like, what is this? Like some just some like juice. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, yes, but. And so because I'm a nurse, my favorite part of nursing is education. That is the piece that is important and key, because if we don't educate each other and educate the next person about what we're putting into our bodies, how are we going to change the disparity? How is that going to change? And so Margo used to say, we always would joke and say, well, you know, she's always like, oh, she's going in nurse mode. But it's because it's embedded in me. Helping people is just a piece of me and overall it's the piece of what i want to change something i want our community to be educated on what we're eating and because diet is the root of a lot of these diseases if everything you see it says like diet change your diet if it's a heart something going on with your heart it's low sodium so different things like that it's just pieces that people are like oh like i don't want to eat this what is this but The key with our juices is, okay, this, when we were creating it, we were like, okay, think about your mom and dad. Are they going to eat it? Are they going to drink it if it's good? Right. Yes. Are they going to drink it if it's not good? No. No. And our parents were our biggest critics. And my dad does not, like, he, he, he's like, no, 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 no to anything healthy. Right. But he also has high blood pressure. So I'm like, okay, how can I make it so he drinks it, but it's good? 
And so now he's, oh, you got my juices. And I'm like, oh, singing a different tune. But that's why. And it's rewarding because it's like you took something where they're not even thinking about it. They don't even want it. They're like, oh, that's healthy. mm -mm, mm -mm, Nope, nope, nope. And it's like, oh, okay, that's healthy. Oh, this is good. And so they don't even think about the healthy piece now because it's the taste first. Taste is before anything else. People don't think about all that good stuff, especially people that have never tried it. So it's rewarding. It's very rewarding to know that the Black Farmers Market helped us get to this point. So you guys brought up something that is very, very important. And I think that definitely needs to be discussed here, right? So a lot of times... When people are creating businesses, one of the things they try to think about is, well, who is our target audience? Who is our ideal customer? And a lot of times, I don't say a lot of times, but majority of times when people are like, I want to replace my full-time income with this, you know, they're aiming for a more boutique or higher price point type product. So boutique services, higher price point type products, right? But you guys specifically mentioned that you want to be accessible to people who are on Snap and Wick. So back in the day, and I'm not that old, but back in the day, I was working as, I guess, like a program assistant for this like food and nutrition program out of the cooperative extension back in my hometown. And so one of the things that the local health department was trying to do was make accessible farmers markets to people who are SNAP, SNAP and WIC recipients. One of the barriers that they saw was not just allowing and saying like, hey, your food stamps are applicable here, your WIC benefits are applicable here, but people would not recognize what the benefit was because they didn't know how to cook the food or prepare the food, right? So they would have workshops. That was kind of where our, our cooperative extension office came in between because we would host these workshops where we would know in advance what the farmers were bringing that weekend. And then we would come up with a recipe, cook that recipe, give it to people, say, hey, this is taste good. Cool. This is how we made it. This is really doable. This is a three to five ingredient thing, right? But again, this is how out of the way we're going to not only make healthy food accessible, but also make people understand what the benefits are. And then three, make it taste good. Because if people walked in and stuff didn't taste good, we knew they weren't going to go buy it. We knew, even if it was with their benefits, we knew they weren't going to go buy it, right? And so in a lot of ways, you guys are taking out that middle step or bridging the education with the accessibility because now people don't even have to prepare it. They just go and they just buy it and it tastes good. So you're taking out one big step of that. And I don't think people understand how much time that saves people too, right? We love those things where people are like, oh, we all have the same 24 hours, where if you have to cook every day, you know, you don't have these things. No, and you have kids and you have like life. And you have to research how to make the food that you have taste good. Like that's just, you don't have the same 24 hours, right? No, and don't. so that is also a big benefit that you're giving people who are buying your products. And I think I just wanted to point that out. I think that's really unique and a really good value proposition. This episode was recorded using Riverside. Riverside is an incredible video recording and live streaming tool for video podcasters and video creators. With the ability to record videos up to 4K resolution, all participants have access to active local backups, which make poor internet connections and lagging audio a thing of the past. If you're ready to upgrade the audio and video quality of your show, please be sure to check out the link in the description to experience Riverside for yourself. Now, back to the show. And so you guys mentioned you are going to expand the type of products that you have. 
what was some of the kind of creative R&D that went into you guys dreaming up and creating new products that you guys want to offer with your food truck? I think that we just, if we're going to have a food truck, you, because the idea was, okay, are we going to do a brick and mortar or are we going to do a food truck? Well, we tried kind of tapping into the brick and mortar, like not doing it, but asking pandemic. questions and pandemic. talking to people and, you know, that were in our circle that have brick and mortars. And we realized mm, I, that's not really for us. Mm-hmm. That model is not for us. We like to be on the go. We love to travel. It's just the two of us. So we wanted something that it's like, okay. If we're ready to, if we're closed for that week, closing up shop for the week, we're going to wherever. So, cause that's, we love to travel. So I think the creativity piece came when we thought about, we said, you know what? We have our juices, we have our wellness shops. People know that about us. Um, but let's tap into the real, I would say the true tea. The real tea is being able to curate amazing food. And we didn't want to do too much. Right, we wanted to keep right. it very small, very minimal, very simple, mm-hmm. so that it doesn't confuse people because options make people anxious, right. overwhelmed. <laughs> they do. So yeah, the menu is literally minimal, very condensed. Um, condensed. And we, that was a strategy because we even see when we're at markets, people are trying to pick and they're like, like, what's your best one? They always ask that, what's your best one? And, or they're quiet. We're like, we yeah, try to I help them, guide, them, guide yeah. them. Because seeing that many options, you even oh, if it's really. just five or six, they're like, you know. So a menu, we said, okay, strategically, <laughs> it's not going to be a lot of food pieces. Like, it's going to be acai bowls, great. Okay, protein bites, great. You're getting your protein, acai bowls, you're getting all of it. You're getting everything in one little bowl. Right. And then it's to go. Because that was the key with our food truck. And also, like, you can stand there and talk. Yeah. Kiki with us if you like, right. but most people, <laughs> most people are going to take it to go. So That's strategically, right. we had to make sure that if we're going to go this route, it needs to make sense for our model. It needs to make sense for our brand. Well, so, so because we wanted to, we of course we have our juices, right? Everybody, you can, yep, you can come that. and get the juices. You can order them online. You can have them to your doorstep. But what else? You have the food truck, or you're getting the food yeah, truck. You're what's doing next? this. What's next? So what's next is to expand the menu. Just a smidge, not a lot. We don't want to do too much like she said, but we also want to give people some more options. So the acai bowls, mm-hmm. they are so good. It's just so acais are super full of antioxidants, just like it's not a regular berry. It's a super berry. So I call it the super berry of all the berries, even higher Very than good. raspberries and blueberries and things mm-hmm. of that nature. Very good for you. Super full of antioxidants cancer fighting, all the good stuff that you need. And also to go with the acai bowl, you have different toppings to go with it. Some people like coconuts, you can get bananas, fresh fruit, things of that nature. So we'll have those options as well. And we'll also, we're also curating smoothies. We're also in the lab curating smoothies. So we'll have a couple of smoothies options to begin with. We'll have a green mm-hmm. one. And then we'll have just kind like, like a regular, yeah, like, kind of like a, like yeah. a basic and you kind of like uh, a regular basic one. Yep. And then we also had our protein bites as well. Something quick on the go to give you a little bit of energy to start your day mm-hmm. or to power through that workout you need. And then also, what else did you say we really did? That's really, that's those really are really good. the, yeah, that's that really, really the, the, gist. the gist of it. And as you hear, it's very minimal yeah. because I'm like that. She always laughs when we're going to a food truck and I'm like, I don't know. And I'm looking at the menu. I'm taking forever. I'm the one that has to step to the side. Or, and, and look, you know, I'm always like, um, 
you know, and so a key thing there is a lot of people tell us, and the reason why we want to go the food truck route, somebody had asked me that last week, is because we like the accessibility is huge because if you think about it, so we offer store pickup, we offer local delivery, we offer shipping. Okay. Shipping is going to be a little more because you have to think you have a perishable item. So you're not going to be able to send that through snail mail. Like you have to ask to be fast. Even in cold weather, you still try to push for it to go fast. Now, once we ship it, it's in the, it's in the gods of the, of the packaging people, (laughs) hands of the packaging people. But, um, but we strive for that. And so people that are out of state, they're like, ooh, like, you know, that's a real pricey. But, you know, they're like, oh, well, I'll be in North Carolina, you know, this time, this time. Let me see. So they're always like, oh, where are y'all? Or where are you popping up at? And so we want to be able to, and we're, obviously we're not going to be accessible to everybody, right? But the key is you want to start with your community on out. If your community is it can't get access to you, that's a wake-up call to you, right? Like you need to kind of re- reevaluate. And so we had to make sure that before we started expanding, that we had a core, as I say, a core brand story. Like people understood who we were. They knew what we stood for. They understand, you know, the backstory, what you sell, you know, what you have. And then, but also I talked to her about all the time that people reach out to us and they're asking about social media. And my biggest question that I asked them is, who are you besides that? Like, who are you? Because when I go to your page, right, say I go to your Instagram. And I'm like, oh, like, okay, they, oh, so they do plants. Ooh, like, okay, so they do plants. Da, da, da. But I also want to know what else do you do? Like, what do you stand for? Like, are you a dog lover? Are you big on the environment? Like, what else? Because there's people want to identify with different pieces. Somebody might not do plants, right? But they might love that you're a part of the environment and you love that right. and that's your thing. And so I think that all together, that's kind of how we, geared towards the food truck route because we're like okay we know that we do food we know that we do cold pressed juice and we do that well okay we do wellness shots we do that well okay so let's keep building on those foundational elements Mm -hmm. and just and doing it well Mm -hmm. exactly yeah you guys touched on a really important thing which is developing a core brand message and i Mm -hmm. think Now more than ever, people care so deeply about what you stand for, because I think we are also saying now more than ever, and especially since the pandemic, that everything about you and that you care about eventually finds its way into your work and it manifests itself in some way or another, right? So people are less surprised when Elon does something or less surprised when Pinky Cole does something because they know who these people are at heart. It's really not a surprise that Elon is embracing the chaos that is him owning Twitter because that's always how he's been. He's been known to gravitate to chaotic type of industries where he's kind of shaking things up and he's always in the news and things like that. And then for Pinky Cole, it's no surprise when you see her at a graduation and she's like, yeah, I'm giving out LLCs. Like that's what she's about, right? Promoting accessibility to entrepreneurship. And so... For you guys, I think, even for me, I will say this, it took me a while to develop a core brand message, right? Because I knew, one, I was really hesitant to even do it because I knew that it would change over time. And then at the time that I started in 2015, 2016, I was told, like, don't talk about a whole lot of personal stuff, right? Or at least anything that could potentially be, like, 
off-putting to someone. But now I'm super open about the fact that I care about the environment. I'm super open about the fact that I care about sustainability. But back in the day, I would have never, ever talked about that. And so one thing I will say, and I hope people don't get upset with this. I know people are music artists. They're like, oh, I hate when people tell me who I sound like. But realistically, let me just put it out there. You guys remind me a lot of the flyest tea, where it's like this hip-hop inspired tea brand. And instead of hip-hop, you guys are like a soul music inspired like fresh juice brands. I really want to jump into some of your inspirations for some of your products and some of the naming. And I know you said when sometimes when people drink one of your juices, you want them to think of just Sunday morning, listen to Anita Baker, real relaxed, real calm, real chill. What are some of the other influences that have kind of inspired some of your products and naming? And what are some of the things that you think about as you're making these products? The big thing, and you're definitely talking about the other parts, but the big thing with creating, I think I didn't want to be, she always makes me laugh, but she's always like, oh, she's in the lab. But the big thing is I wanted to be different. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't want the typical, like, cliche kind of names, right? <laughs> I mean, that's fine. Like, no shade to that. But, like, we, I didn't want that for us. That's not our style. And we talk about brand message, but brand aesthetic mm-hmm. is key, is, is, is key and huge, right? So, if you, so it reminded us, I'm a 90s kid, right? So, if you think about it, and we love 90s music, retro. Mm-hmm. So, even our logo is retro, right? It gives you a, a funky, like, unique aesthetic. Yeah. It's giving and, like, and living color a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, right? So it bring, it's nostalgic. Mm-hmm. And that's what I told our designer when we were teaming up to, to do this. I was like, I want that nostalgic, like, I'm back in the 90s. Like, I want that feeling, the soul feeling. And so she was like, got it. And sword, right? Mm-hmm. But the key inspiration is music. Like, music is... Oh my gosh. It's like, we love music. We love like any artsy thing, poetry, like museums, like painting, any place we travel, we always find a museum. We always find a record store. We always find all those things because all of that is what makes here and Margo, which then makes Dream Soul. And so people, no matter what, yes, we're black women, same sex, right? But with our brand, we promote inclusivity Mm -hmm. and we know that we are not always welcome in spaces that we should be, that we should be, that we've probably most likely created Mm -hmm. and it was stolen or taken from us. But that's another story for another day. (laughs) But the creativity came because I said, you know what? I want to be different. I don't want to be the basic cold press juice place that people just go. I want it to be a space that's safe for people that look like us, Mm -hmm. that's safe for people that, you know, are allies, safe for people that are even opposite. They may not. They just want something healthy. Like, I want our space to be open for everybody. And I think that with creating our juice names, we thought about our culture. Like, Mm -hmm. music makes us. That's Mm -hmm. us. When we're cleaning, when we're creating when we're talking, when we're gathering with friends, it's all in the music. So even with our juice names, and it's always fun because I'm always like, do you know what all artists that is? Like when people are buying something, they'll go, uh, 
But then black people, you ask them, they're like, oh, I love this. Erica Badu, I love it. Snap, snap, snap. I got to get that one. You know, but it's it's just educating people that are not in the black community. They're not in the culture. And not in the culture. Like, this is inspired by Erica Badu. This is inspired by Alex Isley. This is inspired by, like, all these different women that we love and we really identify with. So I think we're creating that really, just really, that's how I took off right. with naming. I think also, with that being said, I think also for us, one thing I always say is that when we show up, like, you're going to know who shows up every single time. Yep. You're going to know who shows up every single time. We're yep. going to be the same through and through, whether the deal goes through, whether it doesn't go through. Whether yep. we work together, whether we don't work together, whether you yep. like our juice, whether you hate our juice, we are going to be the same people through and through. We're going to show up every single yes, time. Authentic. Yep, there you being go. Authentic. Authentic. Yep, being authentic. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think that's what that's another thing that I think that's another reason why people like really rock. They us. love like, us. honestly, like really, yeah. like the, beyond the juice, beyond the juice. We we've had so many customers just come up to us and just don't like know nothing about juice, but they catch our vibe that you know we're friendly, like we're super us. friendly, like we This we, is us. Yeah, this is us. Like <laughs> this we, is a real and, deal. And we extreme like we're extremely prideful with our customer service. We do something wrong, we try our best to make it right in that instant. If we can't make it right in that instant, we'll make it up to you. We will. Like that is that is it. yeah, we are very big on that. And it translates in our business, in our brand. Look at our juices. Look at the names, the branding, the funky website, the social media. It's like, vibrant. It's, it's very bright. vibrant. It translates in, and it translates to our products. And the rest of our products will follow suit the exact same way. Everything is going to I love that. That's so true. It's Authenticity. Be, yeah. That's Authenticity really the start. Because even people, of. they'll tell us all the time. They're always like, oh my gosh, I wasn't even going to come over here. But the music, because we aired our tent. We used to we always play to, music. Have we have to have music <laughs> have going because it's so quiet out there. And it's like, if you're outside, sometimes you're far away from the next person. So people will walk and be like, oh. Or if they do have like an artist out there, they're like 20 Way cents away. Out. And so we can't like enjoy them because enjoy we can't them. hear it. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, we're going to change that. We're going to bring our own music. Our and sometimes the director or whoever is overseeing is like, oh, can y'all do the music? Right. They're asking we're like, yeah, music. we'll do the music. We'll be the DJ. But I think that's true, T. That is very, very true about being authentic. I think that a lot of times people are so caught up in likes and reels and sharing who follows, how many followers. But really, one person that really stuck out to me, her name is Dominique Webb, and she's an amazing brand designer, coach, I mean, amazing, and Black woman. And one thing, when I was reading her ebook. One thing that she said is it's not followers, it's your community. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times she's like, that. it's even changing the wording of that. And I was just like, that's true. I like profound. that. And it, it was profound because I don't see people as my followers. I see you as, we call it the tribe, the soul tribe. Soul tribe. You're in our soul space. That's what we say. Welcome to our soul space. Like, you know, this is our, you know, you're a part of that. And even if you have different views than me, even if you have different thoughts, we want everybody to have a voice. You have a voice, even if it's different from mine. That part. Your voice mm-hmm. is still profound and it's still powerful, mm-hmm. no matter what your views may be. And I think that people get so scared to tie in their personal with their business. And I don't think that's a bad thing as long as you do it 
with class, right? right? And as long as you do it, you know, well. Mm -hmm. And I think that with our social media, I love that we do a mixture. It's like we're plant moms. We love plants. So we teach people how to garden and have their own fresh produce Mm -hmm. and what that looks like. And you can just do it in the backyard. Like, so people don't think it's this elaborate greenhouse that you have to have. It's like, no, we literally have a box <laughs> garden in the backyard and we're showing people this is how you build it. This is how you do it. We're showing you the process. So I think that being authentic is very true, very key. And that's usually how people like um, they rock with us for that, even before the juices. So you guys brought up a really important dichotomy and how people think about consistency. So from a social media standpoint, people love to say, you know, oh, if you want to grow an audience, if you want to grow a community, you got to show up consistently, post every day, do this, this and this, yada, yada, yada. But the other half of that is like making your actions match your words more often than not. Right. It's not to say that, like, you're not going to have a bad day as a business owner. It's not to say you're not going to have a rough day as a business owner. It's not going to say that there aren't other factors affecting your life outside the business that could impact how you show up in a space. There's not to say that at all, but you guys made the point of like being consistently authentic, being consistently aware and keenly aware of your aesthetic and how you show up virtually and in person. And that to me is so important. I think like one of the things that was important for me early on, like as a photographer was like, people need to know what to expect from me, right? One in who I am, of course, that's always a given, but also in the product that I give, right? And so all these likes on social media, like, I'm so glad they don't make me money because I don't post that. Yeah, and that's how it was for me early on. So I was like, yo, like, you would if you turn on social media right now you would think like the only people making money are the people that are posting and talking it up and sharing this great testimonial that this client gave me but most of the time like that has no impact on how much money you're making no like people will post that and then that's like i was telling her the other day how people all reach out to us about social media and they ask me because i usually kind of oversee our social media um, I don't know. I just, I don't know how I got that role. I just was doing it. I liked it. So I just kept doing it. But people ask, and like I said earlier, like the key is they're asking me all these little meticulous questions about, oh, like, how do I, like, what if I want this many likes or this, 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 and how do I, and I'm like, look, I'm not the person to talk to about likes. Like, I, that's not how I, that's not, now if, now granted, if it does well, okay, great. But Instagram's algorithm changes constantly. So it's not even about likes anymore. It's like, it's reels because they're trying to mirror like TikTok, you know, and people underestimate TikTok, even me. I was like, wow, like I didn't even, I still to this day don't, I still got to like figure out how it works. But like, I think that people are so caught up in that. And it's like, that's not how we operate. Just like yesterday, we posted like, we posted a fire juice photo. We were like, that's the one. That's the one. Post. You know, but it's not like, <laughs> it's not like every day. And that's what I was telling this lady. You don't have to, they always say you, you should post every day. But one place that I show up every day, though, that has worked is Instagram story. Because people look at our story before they look at our posts. And I figured that out. 
Like, if I want to make a cool graphic, I'm probably not going to post it on our feed. I'm most likely going to post it on the story. Everything is going to translate. And I think that, you know, instead of people being caught up in the likes and the, oh, how many views, how many this and that, you're really taken away from the true meaning of your post. And the true meaning of social media was to have fun. Like, now it's like people are turning into business. Everything's business. But it's nothing wrong with posting something that is that's nostalgic. That's fun. That makes you laugh. Like that's why TikTok has done well because the range. Like oh my gosh, you have funny videos, you have cooking videos, you have cleaning videos, you have everything. I mean oh my gosh, you have people dressing up as it used old to be, ladies, it used and to it's be hilarious. YouTube, but now you go TikTok. Yeah, but now it's TikTok. But TikTok yeah. has soared because of the range. Mm-hmm. You're getting that range. And that's what Instagram is trying to do. You know, and so people are so caught up in. Oh, how do I, how do I, how do I, instead of, okay, how do I show up every day or show up with multiple times a week? Some people can't show up every day. Like me, I'm a full-time nurse and I'm a travel nurse. So I can't realistically show up and post on my feed every day. That's not realistic for me. And for me, that doesn't translate well. You know, you need to give people time to miss you a little bit. Right. Like, you know, it's just like a relationship. It's right. like we right here all the time. Like I need right. I need yeah, some space. Yeah. You know, like I need a little space. Just I love you, bit. but you bit. know, and so it's the same thing like with that was kind of funny with metaphor, but yeah. still, like it's still the same, you know, it's still the same concept. And I think that that is, you know, just be authentic, be yourself, stop focusing so much on the numbers, focus on you, what you're producing, because it's gonna resonate to somebody. It might not be the people you want, but somebody's going to see it. It's going to reach somebody and they're going to connect with that. And then they're going to tell their friends and then they're going to tell their coworkers. And then they're going to, and that's what happened to us. You know, we didn't, we weren't, didn't have this perfect brand story and perfect brand aesthetic, but we knew, okay, our brand stands out because Mm -hmm. of this. We knew that, okay, we're funny and people love seeing us together because we crack up, we cut up. We post bloopers when we're trying to do serious videos for right. grants. We post that. People have a ball. They laugh. They're like, y'all are hilarious. But it's because that's us. That's we're being us. So that's important. Just be yourself. I think that is a beautiful note to end on. I appreciate you guys so much for hanging out with me today and sipping on whatever y'all are sipping on. I hope y'all save some for me. <laughs> and I just want you guys to know that you guys are always welcome here. Oh, we love it. We love it. Yes. <laughs> you you guys are always welcome here. Always welcome in Durham. Always welcome in North Carolina. And we can't wait to see when your food truck comes. I'm be the first one there. And if I ain't the first one, I'm going to call the first person yes. in line and tell them to get something for you. Yes, <laughs> we are here for it. Yes. <laughs> show up and show out. That's all we, that's all we ask. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you guys so much.